Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. What's happened? Another episode of Full Count Chaos. I say every week, thank you very much for taking the time to tune in. Nathan Andrews here. You can reach me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, head over to iTunes, shoot me a review if you don't mind. Helps out the show. I'm sure we're getting very excited. 27 days left until opening day, Camden Yards. 20 days left till the season has started. I don't know about you, but I'm getting pretty damn excited to see these kids play. Right now, they're 8-5. and five. All right? It's spring training. I We say it all the time. Who cares? Who cares what their record is? Who cares who's doing bad? Who cares who's shit in the bed? Who cares who's doing great? It's spring training. It matters. April to September, you hope into October, that's what matters. Matt Krimnitzer, uh, I still think I'm mispronouncing his name. Uh, he came on last year. He writes for The Athletic. He wrote a pretty funny article this past week and by the way if you haven't subscribed to the athletic you should if, if not you're missing out great articles but he basically said like i'm saying right now everyone just cool out everybody just calm down because he wrote an article of a lot of oriole players in the past 10 years who played fantastic in spring training and then april came and they just completely shit the bed And here we thought we had a couple All-Stars coming up, playing in April and May, and nope, that's not what happened. (laughs) Remember names like Lou Ford, uh, Andy Chavez, Alex P.A., Jake Fox, who I'm sure we all remember about 10 years ago. I think he hit 10 home runs in spring training, and then he comes to the majors, uh, went for like 0 for 21, and then went to the minors, and we never saw him again. (laughs) But all I'm reading... All I'm watching on TV, all I hear is how bad this team is going to be. I mean, after a while, you think these guys are going to be motivated and continue to hear that shit and be like, all right, enough already. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Let's win some fucking games, right? I'm sitting in the uh, waiting room. I got an oil change the other day. I have my oil shirt on. Guy next to me is wearing a Blue Jays shirt. I don't see many uh, Toronto fans walking around. A lot of Yankee and Red Sox, but not too many Toronto fans. And he looks over at me and he just starts laughing. He's like, oh, man, is it going to be miserable for you all summer? And I felt like saying, you know, go play with a bag of dildos somewhere. You know, I I didn't feel like talking to this guy, but I just laughed and said, yeah, you never know. It's sports. I always bring up the year uh, 2012 with the Orioles. Same thing. Everybody was saying how bad they were going to be. A lot of people thought they were going to play like dog shit, and they wound up going to the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. (laughs) You know, I just... Had a little conversation about baseball with a guy. You know, speaking of Toronto, uh, Dwight Smith Jr. We just picked up uh, trading international signing bonus money for him. Use it or lose it. So they used it. Uh, Got a 26-year-old outfielder. He was drafted in the first round, 2011. Made it to the majors, 2017. He only played in 47 games, but in those 47 games, his average was 293. He had a 410 on-base percentage, 467 slugging percentage and again that was only 47 games you know not too shabby there mr smith he'll be uh trying to fight for a spot between you know mancini rickard mullins hayes santander stewart so let them battle it out but whatever at this point who cares who's coming on the team let's just win some games 
So good luck to you, Dwight Smith Jr. Apparently his dad, uh, Sr., played baseball, I think, from like 88 to 96. So he's got Major League Baseball in his blood. By the way, if I saw a funny stat. Going back to 2016, which is only a few years back, there's only seven remaining players from the 2016 Orioles. Davis, Trumbo, Givens, Mike Wright, Rickard, Bundy, and Mancini. So I, I didn't. I, I would have went maybe 12, 14 players with seven. Good loud cleaning house. But uh, very exciting to see the Orioles on TV this past weekend. Uh, this past week, I'm enjoying it because it seems like every year Masson's putting more and more games for spring training. I don't know if that's true. It just seems that way. And hearing Gary Thorne and Jim Palmer call a game together was fantastic. You know, you hear that and you're like, it's about time. It's like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg going on tour again. Smoke weed every day. A friend of mine said, yeah, it's like Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Simon and Gar. If you're under the age of 45, you're like, who the hell are you even talking about? Does anyone jam out to Simon and Garfunkel anymore? like to hear that, but hearing Gary Thorne, I, I say it all the time. I'm a big fan. <laughs> He's, there's a lot of Twitter pages out there uh, just dedicated straight to Gary Thorne. Love the guy. I think he needs his own podcast and not about sports, not about Orioles, just about his everyday life. You know he's got some stories, <laughs> some parties he's been to and some girls he's dated. I don't even know if the guy's married. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Gary, but it's not like I, I know if he married kids, grandchildren. I, I don't know. I just know that I would love to have, have him as a co-host on this show. I, I'd pay him every week. <laughs> I'd pull out of the 401k, my IRA, savings account, just to keep him next to me. I don't have a man crush on him. I just think it'd be funny to give him, like, some scotch, a nice cigar. Look, 15 minutes in the podcast, he's telling me his favorite strip clubs on the West Coast. I'm going, whoa, I'm just trying to talk about Chris Davis here. Trying to talk about whether Bundy's going to pitch well. <laughs> you want to talk about strippers. Just seems like the kind of guy, right? Go out and party and have a good time. But it was great when I turned on the game. Gary and Jim doing their thing. Greatest duo in baseball, I think, right now. I'm not just biased because I'm a Baltimore fan. I'm serious. I watch a lot of games all over the league, and I think Gary and Jim, they just have a good time. Call a good game. I, another friend of mine texted me. I'm, I just noticed. He said, so far he thinks the best addition on the Orioles is Sarah Perlman. He says, she is so beautiful. All right, calm down there, Sparky. Yeah, Orioles on-field reporter for Mass and Sarah Perlman. Yeah, she's very cute. <laughs> I saw her on TV. I think I said, hey, who's that? Who is that? But 105.7 has been uh, down in Sarasota all week interviewing players. Probably the most boring radio that could ever be broadcasted. It's the same old shit. I'm just trying to play well. I want to play good for my teammates. You know, it's great playing here. I've always been a fan of the Orioles. I'm just going to keep doing my best. Next interview. Big deal. X-ball players, people who used to play, I'm talking years ago, 15, 20, 25 years ago, interview them. They always give the good shit because they just don't care anymore. Jim Rome had uh, Aubrey Huff on his podcast. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. That was fantastic. He didn't give a shit. (laughs) The guy got a bunch of arguments he got on Twitter with uh, baseball fans. I'll be talking about that in a little bit. But it just once, I'd love to hear, you know, a, a young ball player, 22 years old, sit down, 
So what have you learned being here in Sarasota? Uh, I've learned cocaine, you know, is not a good thing to do the night before a game. Davis has me taking these Adderall pills. They don't help for shit, but I'm going to keep working hard and I'm going to stay clean. Say no to drugs, kids. That'd be fantastic because, you know, <laughs> who's ever interviewing them? I don't care how professional you are. You're going to sit there and be like, damn. Did you say you're trying to kick a cocaine habit? You know, just be as honest as possible. It's just boring. And I'm not saying interviews have to be, you know, talk about drugs to be interesting. But, hey, hearing about a uh, <laughs> ball player running around partying it up like that, that'd be a, that'd be a good interview. So, I, you know, I'm turning on the TV, Masson playing the my, uh, the uh, uh, spring training games, and I turn it on just in time to see Chris Davis. Holy Santa Claus shit. Look, the, he's not going to get any better. And when I watched him bat, he looked awful. He, I didn't think it was possible, but he looked worse than he did last year. And I get it. People are defending him on Twitter saying it's just spring training. Give him some time. And then there's the other 50% going, give him time. <laughs> it's been years. And look, sometimes you just lose the skill. You just lose it. It happens. Happens to people in all sports. You just lose it. You don't know why. You don't know what happens. My example, I know I don't play professional sports, golf. I used to golf all the time. I could drive the shit out of the ball. My irons, no problem. Putting, no problem. I was pretty damn good. But one day, I don't know what the fuck happened. But one day... I'm using my irons. I couldn't hit them for shit. I'm hooking them. I'm slicing them. I'm hitting them too fat. I don't know what the hell happened. And this happened a few years ago. I went to the golf range. I've been reading. I even uh, recorded myself. I was one of those douchebags at the golf range who set the phone up behind him as he's hitting golf balls. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) Fucking douchebag. I mean, if I have a 125-yard shot, I'm like using a 7-wood. I don't know what happened. Just woke up one day and the irons didn't have a good day with the irons. And ever since then, shit, I don't know how the hell to hit a four iron anymore. Forget about it. And I think that's what happened with Chris Davis. The guy just doesn't know how to use a bat anymore. It happens in sports. Sit down. Okay, goodbye. So I just think he lost it. I think it's no mas el Davis. Goodbye. Adios. See you later. So I got to see the game. Uh, Kashner, I don't know what's going to happen with that guy. Man, our pitching, I'm really worried about our pitching. And again, I get it. It's spring training, but I'm also thinking about what happened last year as well. I mean, I got to see the game that I watched. I saw Kashner pitch. It was three innings, six hits, four runs, three strikeouts. You know, not what we'd like to see. Of course, Kashner, of course, gives up one, gives up a, a home run in the first inning. It wouldn't be an Oriole game. Unless an Oriole pitcher gives up a home run in the first inning. It's unbelievable. It's like they're signing their contract. What's this at the bottom bottom here? Oh, yeah, that, that tells you every game you have to give up a home run in the first inning. Uh, I, you know, look, look. Uh, I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly here. I mean, Kasher, his, uh, his all-speed pitches, they look pretty good. You know, his three strikeouts are good. 83-mile-an-hour breaking ball. Batter's just swinging at it like he doesn't even see it. So that was a good sign. But I'm sitting there watching the show, uh, the show, the game, and I'm thinking, like, look, Kashner, he definitely looks like a guy who watches a lot of redneck wedding clips on YouTube. <laughs> remember that show? What the hell is his name? I can't remember his name, but he hosted a show, 
I think it came on CMT. And it just aired, you know, redneck weddings and just how cringeworthy they were. But Cash just reminds me of some guy who goes back on YouTube and watches those clips. I don't know. Whatever. I, You know, he's just a guy who seems like he's definitely been hunting once or twice. Like, the guy knows that if, if you are lost in the wilderness, he just knows how to uh, make a fire and which berries not to eat. <laughs> Makes moonshine during the offseason. He's just a good old boy. <laughs> so hopefully he gets his shit together. Uh, got to see Hayes crush one. Santander crushed one. Santander swinging the bat. It's almost like, and I know there's such an asinine way to think, but all these players that are really hitting the ball in, in spring training, I'm always like, no, 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 no. Save it for the season because I'm worried because, you know, like that article I was just talking about, all these players who do fantastic in spring training and then shit the bed in the regular season. It's like when the Orioles win a game like, you know, 15-1. to 1, You're always thinking, oh, shit. They're not going to get any runs in the next game. And that's normally what happens. You're always saying the, that stupid saying, oh, man, save some for tomorrow. That's how I feel when these guys are, are doing well like Santander. Uh, somebody asked me about Mike Wright the other day. I was, where was I? I didn't even know the guy. Because I'm constantly wearing Orioles gear, and there's a lot of excited Orioles fans out there with the rebuild and Brandon Hyde and all these new faces and young players. So people are always finding excuses to talk about the Orioles, and when I'm wearing my Orioles gear, that always starts up a conversation. I forgot where I was. I think I was just at the gas. That's right. I was just getting gas, standing outside next to my car waiting to fill up. And <laughs> Excuse me. I guess some guy saw me wearing it. Hey, what do you think of Mike Wright? <laughs> just talking to me like we've known each other for years, but nice guy. And I just made, you know, just a funny comment. I, you know, I don't know. The guy can't pitch worse shit, but he might make the team. Whatever I said. But believe it or not, <laughs> here we are again talking about a player doing well in spring training. He, uh, right now, he's got an ERA of zero. He's thrown 10 scoreless innings, allowing eight hits. Rumor is he might be the fifth starter. Fuck it. Why not? You know, just have bad feelings about him. Anytime I see him on the TV, like during the regular season, I'd boo the hell out of my TV every time he come out. They go to commercial, pitching change, they come back, there's Mike Wright. Oh, damn it. Boo. <laughs> I couldn't stand the guy. He just seems like he's an asshole, like he's got an attitude. He's got that Bryce Harper chip on his shoulder. I don't know. My, I think it's because, you know, Mike Wright, he's never had an ERA below five since 2015. Uh, what is it? I had something written up here. Last year, 84 innings pitch, gave up 101 hits and 52 earned runs. That's not going to cut it, but for some reason, he's still here. He's Buck's boy. So I guess Hyde and Elias are like, all right, dude, you know, show us what you got, and uh, we'll see what you can do. And also, apparently now he's throwing his, I think it's his splitter, or his slider. He's one of the pitches that... He was told not to throw last year that he said he can throw, and I, I think it's a splitter. If it's working, fuck it, do it. I'm trying to find, I thought I had, to, I mean, it's like Jake Arrieta. Remember he left and he made the all-star team, had an ERA of like one, and he was like, yeah, it's because uh, they would only let me pitch a fastball on the Orioles. Now I can pitch any pitch I want. Thinking you got to be shitting me. So, hey, if Mike Wright can continue to pitch, whatever. All those hard feelings I had towards him, forget it. Out the window, let's go Mike Wright. Let me get my Mike Wright jersey. Speaking of pitching, we got Michael Givens. I'm not concerned. 
He's struggling. His ERA is 40. <laughs> Spring training or a wiffle ball tournament in your backyard. If your ERA is 40, you better work on some shit, kid. I mean, he's probably going to be the closer, but I don't know. He, he struggled last year towards the end of the season. He just looked tired. It's because our pitching was so bad. Our bullpen was so freaking work last year. And yes, I am the baseball fan that says we and us. I am that guy. And I don't care what you say. I'm going to always say we. When I'm talking about the Ravens, the Orioles, call me a douchebag. I don't care. But, <laughs> but I say it all the time. But I'm not worried about Givens. Not worried about him. He's a good pitcher. When he's on, forget about it. Batters ain't touching that ball. You know, last year had an ERA of 263, uh, 76 innings pitched, 79 strikeouts. So he's definitely a good pitcher. Used to be a shortstop. That's what we should do. Really mix things up. Have him go to short. Have Richie Martin uh, start pitching. Then we have Alex Cobb. All right. Right now his uh, ERA is at 1227. He's only pitched three innings, five hits, two walks. I don't know. When I was watching him on TV, and again, it's great seeing all these games on TV. His breaking ball seemed a lot better. He appeared more loose. All right, I just read that part. (laughs) I don't know. Every time I see things written like, he seemed more loose, and he seemed like he was having fun. I can't tell. He's just throwing the ball. Sometimes I read things on the podcast. Yeah, his uh, breaking ball seemed a lot better, and he appeared more loose. Than his debut. When you hear me say things like that, I'm reading. Fucking more loose. Whatever. Again, stats really don't mean much in uh, spring training. But uh, going back to when I was talking about how it's been terrible radio this week with them interviewing players. And again, if, if you love that part of the year where they interview your favorite player, I apologize. I'm not trying to offend you. Just my opinion. But uh, on... Uh, um. Uh, Jim Rome, he's got a radio show and a podcast. I like his podcast better. They can cuss. They get all crazy, commercial free. But he uh, had Aubrey Huff on the podcast. (laughs) If you haven't got a chance, I'm going to play a clip, but it was a great interview. If you're not familiar with Aubrey Huff, I mean, he played on the Orioles only for a couple years. I think from like 08 to 2009 or no, 2007 to 2009. You should definitely follow him on Twitter. He definitely does not mind hurting people's feelings when they're arguing with him about whatever it is. But um, basically, in the interview, I'm going to play a clip here. He was talking about how much he loved taking Adderall. He said it helped him with his confidence, helped him with playing baseball. He said he when, when he took the first time he took Adderall, he said it was just amazing. He was like the first one out on the field. He was stretching. He said he normally hates when fans are yelling his name. And I, I've said that before in this podcast. My my cousin has front row seats. We get there a little early, but all the kids and their parents uh, come rushing up to the front to see the Orioles play. And they're just constantly screaming the player's name over and over and over. And it's so freaking obnoxious. <laughs> I don't, You know, you'd think after screaming for a minute, the kid or the father or somebody would be like, listen, he's not walking over. He's not going to give you an autograph. Shut it. So I know what he's talking about in the interview, and he's like, I can't stand that. But he said when he took Adderall, the people who are screaming his name, he walked over to him. He started talking to him, having a conversation. Here's a cl- here's an interesting clip. He's talking about somebody walking up to him 
wanting to do a favor for him. Check this out. I mean, when I was on Adderall, especially, man, I mean, I would walk into a bar and I really believe in the like a power of like how you handle yourself, how you look. You just attract people when you, you have your shoulders back, head up. And when you're on Adderall, man, I just talk to the most confident guy in the world. And I think people will gravitate to it, even though you're being a <laughs> time. And it had this edge about me. And then I remember, I remember one particular time in a San Francisco bar, sitting at the bar and I had a teammate there with me. And, and this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, um, we love what you do, you guys. And, hey, Aubrey. Um, my wife would have really likes you. Do you mind if you come home and you can her and I can watch in the corner? <laughs> I'm like, what? And those were just, you know, that's a random Wednesday night, that's for sure. But, yeah, man, that, that happened a few times. <laughs> I like how he's like, yeah, it happens all the time. But uh, also in the interview, he talked about, you know, unfortunately had a drinking problem. Uh, There's some drama in the interview, but... Yeah, the guy was just super honest, and that's what I'm saying. That'd be great now, you know, a current player coming out talking about, yeah, I take Adderall. I love taking Adderall. I, I go out drinking all the time, and it helps me with my hangovers. And you may have heard a couple weeks ago, Aubrey Huff tweeted out, got a lot of people, a lot of people triggered. So many crybabies on Twitter, but he compared Manny's stats to his. First couple years he played, and he's like, man, it's like my stats are basically the same as his, which they were. He's like, I wish I was making that much money. And some people say, well, if you were playing today in 2019, you might be. But then, of course, there's a bunch of crybabies like, oh, what's your war? (laughs) On one of his tweets, he literally said, what the fuck is war? What are you talking about? (laughs) Just doesn't care. Oh, it was fantastic. So if you get a chance after this episode, you know what I mean? Uh, check out Jim Robin's, uh interview with Aubrey Huff. Pretty interesting guy. He just went balls to the wall like he doesn't mind hurting anyone's feelings. And it's pretty funny. He's not bullying anyone. It's just you get a bunch of crybabies attacking you. He's not going to just block you. He's going to come back at you. It was very funny. But if you get a chance, uh, Jim Rome interviewing uh, Aubrey Huff on his podcast, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to the Orioles. It's something also I wanted to get to. Uh, like I was talking, a lot of fans, a lot of media talking about how the Orioles most likely will be the worst team in baseball. Okay, we keep hearing that. But will that be the case? <clears throat> uh, CBS power rankings for the uh, season of what they're assuming. Uh, the Orioles at number 30. <laughs> Again, like I said, all this talk about how bad these dog turds, basically what they're saying, are going to be this year, it's got to be motivating these guys a little bit, right? You know, they got to be hanging up these articles in the locker room about how bad they're going to be to give them a little extra charge. Again, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm hoping they do like a 10-15 game swing, which is a lot from what they won last year, but that would be great. That would be a great start. Put some confidence in these players. I know that's ironic, (laughs) having a 100-loss season and saying, hey, giving these kids some confidence. When they give the ranking, they put normally a little paragraph on why they made that pick. CBS says, Cedric Mullins could be a fun player. (laughs) That's it. Which I guess if you're you're ranking the worst team, you're not going to, you know, put a big paragraph about them. But which I completely agree. I think Cedric Mullins is going to be really fun to watch. That fucker has speed, man. Also has great bat speed. I already bought my Mullins jersey last season. I'm going to have to wear that opening day. 
Uh, let's see. What is he doing right now? He's four for 23, 174 average. All right, whatever. Spring training. He does have one home run. Uh, number 29, who was that? Marlins. And then number 28, Detroit. And of course, in the top, or the top rankings, Red Sox, Yankees, Astros. Now I'd flip the Yankees and Red Sox. I think the Yankees are going to win it all, but I, I'm so excited to watch Altuve. I'm excited to see Trout. I think uh, uh, Trout and Altuve, best players right now. Mike Trout, by far. I think when his contract's up, he, you know, he might be making fifty mil a year. That, that's that guy earned earned it. One of the best players. And I, I just, for shits and giggles, wanted to look up Mike Trout's batting average, what he's doing so far in spring training. Of course, batting at 357, 14 at bats, two home runs, six RPIs. Go ahead, Mike Trout. Do your thing, buddy. But him and Altuve, I just love watching them play. I was, uh, I remember watching the game. It's in 2012. J.J. Hardy smacked one. It's the first inning. We had a guy on base. Could have been up two to nothing. Mike Trout runs back center field, just leaps the wall like there's nothing there. I think the wall and his ankle met, and he just grabbed that home run. One of the greatest catches I've ever seen in Camden Yards. It was fantastic. And as bummed out as I was, I still think I jumped up and clapped and cheered. I mean, you have to. You're you know you're a good sports fan. You love to see that kind of shit, even if sometimes it's against your own team. Uh, number four, actually, on the Dodgers. Six straight playoff seasons, and they shit the bed each year. they got to be getting frustrated, right? Well, shit, frustrated. You make the playoffs six years in a row. How frustrated are you going to get? But again, I think Yankees, they'll be winning the whole damn thing this year. No weakness anywhere. They're going to have lots of strikeouts, but, you know, 10 runs per game. And I think I said this last week, Judge, talking about how they're going to break the record, having the most home runs in one season. <laughs> Fuck it, why not? And of course, we have to open up with the Yankees in New York, and then our opening day is with New York. Oh my God! I guess right off the bat, it'll uh, <laughs> these kids are gonna you know have to swim with the big boys here. And then the uh, CBS Sports also gave off-season grade what the teams did during the off-season. They gave the Orioles a D. Whatever, I don't think that's fair. We're a complete rebuild. We're flipping everything upside down, getting rid of players. Uh, it says the only reason the O's didn't get an F was due to hiring Mike Elias. <laughs> and apparently CBS Sports, they think that was a great move. They, they wrote an entire, I was going to say article, it's just a paragraph on uh, basically what a beast he is, Mike Elias. Very excited to see uh, what these two guys, Brandon Hyde, Mike Elias, what they're going to do. Um, twins were one of the only teams to get an A, and I, I think they're going to be the real deal too. They might be some trouble. You got Nelson Cruz, Scope. Buxton, center fielder, who can run probably 100 miles per hour. C.J. Crone, he's going to be their first baseman. Um, the Orioles, what were they, 1-6 against them last year? And we, I think we wrapped up playing them when we still had Manny and Scope and all those guys, and we still shit the bed. God, Nelson Cruz would have been a beast on the Orioles all four of the years in Baltimore. We only wanted to give him three. He wanted four. Can't blame him. They didn't do it. He's still a beast. Look, five, six years later, here he is getting signed to be a starter on a team to crush some balls over the wall. Fucking Duquette, you jackass moron, didn't want to pay him that extra year. Oh, anytime. It just seems like all the time I watch the uh, MLB Network at like midnight sometimes before I go to bed. Nelson Cruz, he's normally on the highlights crushing a 420-foot home run. 
And speaking of the Yankees and the Red Sox, one of the things, uh, look, everybody's excited about the rebuild. One of the reasons I'm really not excited about the rebuild is knowing that it's going to be 80-20 again with these Red Sox-Yankee games in Camden Yards. 80% Red Sox-Yankee fans. A friend of mine reached out to me also as season tickets, wanted to know which games I wanted, told me all the, uh, uh, the Yankee and Red Sox games, and usually I'll pick up one or two. I didn't pick up any. You know, call me a, a bandwagon fan. I, I don't care. I, I cannot stand, let's go Yankees, let's go Red Sox. And then you got like 10 Oriole fans like, boo, boo. It's just, I can't enjoy a game. I know it's people are like, eh, Nate, it's, it's fun and games. We're all just having fun. It bothers me. And if something bothers me in life, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> so that's one of the things that I, I'm just not looking forward to of half the stadium, or more than half the stadium, being filled up with the uh, Red Sox and Yankee fans. Uh, One thing I do every week, I want to give you guys a heads up on some movies, shows, what to watch, what not to watch, what to stay away from, that anything that I saw during the week that I think you might enjoy and and might not. Um, One very disturbing, (laughs) Michael Jackson documentary on HBO. Holy shit, that was a brutal one. No! God, please, no! 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 If you haven't seen it, I mean, basically, it's just reminding you of what you thought of Michael Jackson and basically confirming it. Now, believe it or not, I was always defending him, thinking the families were just after his money. Oh, they're just suing Michael, saying they touched his kid because they want millions and millions of dollars he just had a rough childhood and he likes to hang out with kids. Yeah, I know it's weird, but I don't think he had sex with them. Turned on that documentary, heard some kids say, yeah, and then he had me pinch his nipples. Oh, boy. There it goes. There goes my theory on he didn't do it. It was very graphic. I Look, I, I'm not sitting here telling you, oh, you got to turn it on. It's great documentary. No, it's very disturbing. And they do not hold back on the details. So, <laughs> if you're, if you, if you, uh, if you're bored and you want to watch a good documentary, check out Michael Jackson, HBO. I'm sure you've heard it. Everybody was talking about it. And after these two kids, uh, well, they're not kids, they're adults now, and even Oprah interviewed them after the interview, and she believes them. She's like, yeah, I believe you. I'd like to interview you and, and see how you fought through it. So when Oprah gets involved and she's on your side, I believe it. I believe it happened. <laughs> I love Oprah. Take my man card. I don't care. Oprah, Dr. Phil, I love them all. <laughs> but the, uh, they're not a, obviously kids anymore, but these adults telling the story. And I know HBO was like, listen, don't hold back. I need you to get in some major fucking detail. And that's exactly what they did. So again, if you're going to watch it, it is disturbing. Uh, but if you were like me, I was always uh, defending Michael Jackson. Ah, <laughs> uh, Whatever. Anyway, of course, you can reach me, uh, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Next week, uh, and I want to hear from you guys. Some emails came in. I want to hear your top top three or top five or top two, whatever you want to give me, top uh, all-star pitchers, Hollywood all-star pitchers, a lot of baseball movies that are out there. I talked about last week. I want to get you guys involved. If you had to make an all-star team, but you had to use Hollywood pitchers, from which movie, who would you use? I, I said the top five, but... Uh, the email or two that came in, they only gave me top three. Maybe they just ran out of pictures, but 
We'll just go with that. Or, or just your number one closer. It doesn't matter. Who would it be? And again, I am going to have a lot of guests coming up this season. We're going to have a good time. I'm also going to be giving away some tickets. So don't forget to continue to tune into that. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, head over to iTunes. Shoot me a review. Love when you guys tune in. Thank you very much. See you guys next week. Till next time.